Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. the short tracks to the super speedways from two wheels to four wheels it's revved up atx on the horn with bobby chaffee and rodney rodriguez this is where austin talks racing austin talking racing on a <laughs> moist saturday morning Flash flood watches, flash flood, uh, everything uh, in the works right now. So uh, keep your eyes to the sky. Keep your eyes uh, to your weather app for everything that's uh, going to be going on today. Because uh, I can tell you one thing, Bobby Chaffee across the way, Jack Farrell is up on the uh, pit box uh, this this morning taking care of all of this. But I wake up this morning and they're like, okay, everything's going east. I think everything's going to be – it's not going to be as bad as we thought here in the Austin, you know, Williamson County area. I get on the road heading over here. It's horrible. It's, it's, it's everywhere out there yeah same way coming up from the south i mean it was like one of those things it's like right when you get ready to leave the rain starts picking up you're like oh come on how does that luck happen and then as you get in the truck the closer you get to austin the harder it starts raining and the closer you get to austin the worse the traffic gets and then you multiply in the rain and the morons and you know pretty much uh an eventful it's kind of like uh dodging um you know, back marker squirrels at a racetrack, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Mother's Day spectacular as we dive in for your race weekend. Lots to uh, break down. We'll talk about uh, the weekend that was uh, here uh, to, to get us fired off. Also want to talk about North Wilkesboro coming up next week for NASCAR with All-Star Weekend and a lot more than just the NASCAR stuff happening over there. As uh, as I was talking about there with, uh, with Jamie and Johnny, it is the month of May, so we're racing at Indianapolis already as they fire off uh, on the road course here uh, in just a matter of uh, hours. Hours. Rolling. We'll, we'll talk about it in places for races. I did the show prep for once this week. We'll get you fired off with all of that. Best time of the year is the month of May. This is, uh, and, and it really comes to a head there when we get to uh, Memorial Day. You'll have all three of those races, and we'll jam pack you, uh, getting you all set uh, for that stuff right there. But uh, let's dive in with the whole shot, and the whole shot's probably going to take up the whole first segment, Bobby, because I, I think you probably know where I'm going right here. I was just talking to to the guys about it. it it's very odd to me that you have this huge. I mean, people have been waiting and just the expectation and then the pre-race and everything that you have for the the Miami Grand Prix everything i mean it was just it was a great event uh, the presentation the presentation part but who would have thought that you come out of that massive weekend and everybody everybody and i'm talking about mainstream media i'm talking about news stations all of that we're talking about a nascar race in kansas with ross chastain in the middle of it all once again it was crazy. I mean, that was probably, I mean, we kind of keep the races as a, as a tab to see which race was the best. Obviously, although we, we were called homers for the pick of saying that the Coda race was the best pick. Sure. But obviously that race at, that race at Kansas was fantastic. That was the, oh. the, by leaps and bounds, the best race of the year from start to finish, from green to checkered, best race of the year. Probably one of the top five races in the last five years, really, if no you doubt. think about it. No doubt. And this really shows to where, 
these were the races you didn't want to see before this new car. And and again, I really think that this whole you know Gen Seven every everything with this car has kind of worked backwards to where it's hurt what was good before, but really fixed what was messed up. Uh, you know, in in that same time period. But the the thing that I kind of want to go to is just a comparison of the two, where you had you, you did you had the show like I was like I was telling them you had the show of Formula One and all of this, but this the and this is the difference in the audiences that we were just talking about to where, yeah, if you love competition, if you're a racing person, what you saw in Kansas was unbelievable. And then the the fight. And, and hey, that was that was the best damn example of a fight, not that we're condoning violence, but the best example of a fight that I've seen in a while. That was like Hands well, were thrown. Well, one, only one hands were one, thrown because somebody, one. the security guard, managed to get in the way. If he Noah Gregson was sitting there trying to swing, yep, and he was he was cocked and ready to go, and it was one of those where if that dude was not there, that's that's a, just a, that's another Bobby Allison, Donnie mm-hmm. Allison, Kelly Yarbrough fight right there on pit road. Because uh, Gregson don't put up with no uh, with no BS there. No, no, absolutely, and and they did. Uh, I heard they went micro racing on Monday, so they've they've fixed that. But the the whole thing is, you know, that that's not going to that, that's not going to fix it. I mean, you don't forget those things. I mean, it's one thing you get over things, and 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 again, here we go. We're we're building rivalries and all of this, and this is what Formula One doesn't have. Formula One has the everything. Has everything: the glitz, the glamour, the stars. NASCAR has stars too, but not quite the the stars that you see at these F one races. But I, I just really think that it's odd that that you come out of that and and what should have been, what should have been, you know, and it was a monumental day for for Formula One in the United States. You come out of it, and NASCAR just came out and really, literally punched them right in the jaw. It really did. Yeah. I mean, the Miami race was okay. I mean, there was some decent passing there for, you know, third and fourth place. The problem is, is Red Bull's just so dominant. It doesn't make the, it doesn't make the races that much fun to watch anymore. Yeah. Cause you know, even on a bad qualifying run, which, which was crazy the way that everything worked out, where Verstappen had had a great run coming in from ninth. But it still was a pretty, pretty boring race, all, all told. Considering all the stuff that, you know, it, it makes me really worried about what's going to happen at Coda, and it makes me even more worried about what's going to happen in Vegas. And, and it really is to, a lot of to where it's the, it's the build up, it's the build up, it's the build up, and then, and then it just falls flat on its face. And, 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 you know, it, it would be one thing, I think at this point, I think at this point, if, if we got into some Formula One, if we wound up with some, you know, situation to where Perez and, and Verstappen, uh, you know, not not you know physically fighting each other, but if we get into something there to where that that's some sort of storyline because the competition is just lacking. And I thought we were in a place a couple of years ago to where we were headed somewhere better, but I think with that, what was actually happening is that Mercedes was coming back to the pack, and 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 Red Bull was about to excel above the pack, and that's what we thought was okay. The competition is about to be good, but now it's like Red Bull dominance. I mean, this this is bigger than what Mercedes was doing in my opinion. Well, they're putting the lights out. I mean, they're putting a, they're putting a hold, a stranglehold on the rest of the field and yeah. it, the, the, they're they're tapping out. At least in 2021, you had other teams winning surprise runs, right. surprise teams winning, surprise drivers winning. You had teams that you didn't expect. I mean, when McLaren is battling there for third spot, that's good for the sport because of the legacy that McLaren has. Now McLaren's battling for fifth and sixth. Mm-hmm. You got uh, you got the the old Toro Rosso team, the AlphaTauri team now. Uh, when they were contending for wins and stuff, now they can't get out of their own way. So I mean, it's it put a stranglehold. Did you see the cease and desist? 
mm. from from IndyCar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. I you know they they claimed I saw an, I read an interview with yeah. Mark with uh, Mike Miles, uh, the president over there at uh, at uh, Indy. And, and who ties in with the IndyCar series too? They said that they sent a cease and desist a couple of years ago, and the powers that be at Formula One said, "I don't think we'll do it." But I, I think somebody wrote that card that was not necessarily affiliated with Formula One because Hello Cool J ain't got no idea when he sits there and says it's the greatest spectacle in motorsports. He's got no idea. He probably doesn't know the ins and right. outs of the Indy Five Hundred either. Right, and that really is the thing when when you bring that in, and that really was. I think that's something, and and I do want to touch here on IndyCar in the second segment because I really want to dive in about stuff like that but but i, I think there that that was the first straw of that weekend to where things started going down for for formula one just that right there because you know we 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 talk about indycar if it hadn't happened this close to the 500 i think possibly that, that it wouldn't be quite the outcry but that that has some people really twisted up well, and the cars as are so should. close. As it, should. It, it should. As it should. As it should. Because you have your you have your three race fans. You really do. It's yeah. divided up into. Oh, actually, technically four, if you count NHRA. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got your NASCAR fans that that stick with NASCAR that occasionally will watch an IndyCar race, occasionally watch a Formula One race. You've got your IndyCar fans that love the Indianapolis 500. They don't like the ovals. They're on the IndyCar series, and they they love their IndyCars. Then you have the people that you have two different types of fans in Formula One. You got the diehard fans. And then you got the casual fans that are the carryovers from Drive to Survive yeah. that don't know anything technical about Formula One. All they know is the stuff they watched on Drive to Survive from the last season uh, that like doesn't to, carry over. I like over. to call them the Kentucky Derby fans. They are, they are. And then of course you have NHRA, who is who the drag racing bunch that doesn't really carry over hardly to any. But I will always say there's more NASCAR fans watching a Formula One race than Formula One fans watching a NASCAR race. Yeah, no, no. That, Same thing with attendance at Coda. That, that's exactly right. And this is this is this is what it all comes down to. This is what it all comes down to. And again, you don't know how these races are gonna how they're gonna factor out. I mean, you you don't know what's gonna happen. I think if you're a Formula One fan, uh, if you're a tried and true Formula One fan, and really understand the sport, you you know what's gonna happen in a Formula One race. I think it's pretty obvious right now what's gonna happen. Formula One numbers on ABC, and this is from our man uh, Adam Stern. Uh, Sports Business Journal. Man, he's got good stuff. He's on top of it, Dude, isn't he? I, I tell you, I, I, he doesn't sleep. He he can't sleep. Good dude. Been on the show multiple times. Yeah. Such a good dude. Guys like him and Matt Weaver and these guys, Nate Ryan that's been on here, mm-hmm. I, I don't think they ever sleep. Formula One on ABC, 1.646 million people. Pretty good. I mean, that's that's good for a sports, for a live sports programming on a weekend on a network television. That's really good. NASCAR on FS1 in Kansas. That, that's what I keep going to. Miami, Kansas. <laughs> you cannot get uh, any more different. I mean, the, the the different variations of racing are very different. I think that's a great example of it right there. On FS1, 2.325 million people. Du- almost double. Yeah. And that's to where NASCAR's still king of the TV. Um, and that's surprising. I really thought that, that especially... Especially being and the races they they coincided together. They did. I mean, you, you the IndyCar uh, the Formula One race ran inside the, between the second stage and the end of the race for the NASCAR race. It was over before the NASCAR race was even done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the difference is the eighteen, the eighteen to forty nine. Uh, Formula One uh, six hundred and twenty five thousand. NASCAR with four hundred and thirty thousand. Mm-hmm. There's your drive to survive right there. That's, that's right. That's that's where they're they're really plugging at that. But I I just think that. It, and I don't know how you do it. I mean, you can't do it at this point, but you've got to, 
it, it does concern me, like you said, for Coda and for, for Vegas. I mean, because I don't see, you know, going to Italy, then going to Monza. I don't see anything that's going to drastically change. Maybe Fernando Alonso pops in here and wins one of these things. Maybe one of those Ferraris can pop in here and win a race uh, just to break up the monotony. But I think by the time they come back to the States, it's going to be a little... Um, but again, there are so many people, it's the show. They I don't mean, care. who cares what happens? Yeah, some people just want to watch it to watch it. Yeah. You know, here, you know, rolling out Queen and, and the Killers and all that, that's great. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people there. But I just wish, and this is this is to where you and I are not the the newer fan, you know, with all of the that gets blown away by all the the lights and everything. It's like I just wish the competition was better because I thought we were going in a better direction. Actually, we'll get blown away by the lights in Vegas. That's uh, true. At least I will. My ADD will kick in, and I'm going to see all the bright lights and the glitz and the glamour at Vegas, and just be like, ooh, ah, the whole time. <laughs> uh, but that's been the race. I, you know, those that have listened to the the show before and listen to all the 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 podcasts and archives there at hornfm.com, they will know that I'm a fan of Vegas. I've been wanting that race as a cup race for years. But yet I finally get it as a Formula One, and I'm okay that it's a Formula One race because you can't you can't have the same effect in Vegas that you can with a Formula One race that you could with the other series. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. No, whether or not the competition is going to be decent at all is secondary to the glitz and the glamour and the show that Vegas is going to put on. Yeah, when when NASCAR goes to Vegas, and if IndyCar went there. But more NASCAR. It's a national event. It is a national event. But but what you're going to have, what you're going to have in Vegas is global, my friends. I mean, this is. If you thought, I mean, they said greatest spectacle in racing. I don't know what they're going to say for Vegas. But I mean, honestly, dude, that Vegas is going to make Miami look like you know. Uh, one of those carnivals that comes to town for a week. Yeah, no, the, I mean, the Vegas, that Vegas race is going to be something else. Yeah, in, that, a, in a good way. I think competition's so. going to suck. Yeah, but the 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 presentation of Vegas is going to be outstanding. I mean, you're going to run on the strip in front of the fountains at the Bellagio at full song in a Formula One car. That's pretty cool. Yeah, th- th- there is there is nothing cooler uh, than that, and it, it's it's going to be an event. It's going to be an event. But 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 to go back to the NASCAR uh, for for that race to happen on that weekend, and and I think the the Kansas race is kind of people kind of forgotten about it because it was like okay, we're into May. You know, the the teams are going to get to be home. They're going to get to be doing you know sleeping in their own beds, talking about all that. You pop this Kansas race in here, and and this is this is what concerns me for NASCAR is that. You go in, and, and now you have to top this. And and it's good because we're going to Darlington, so mm-hmm. that potential is there. Uh, just with everything, with the throwbacks and everything, uh, tomorrow's a very special day. Uh, I think for a lot of uh, veteran racing fans, uh, I think it's uh, going to be that way. But then here you go. Are you going to ride, let's project, two really good races? Here we go to Charlotte. And it's like, but then you got the 600. Which is well, different. Then you got the, the, the All Star race, race at the, North Wilkesboro is definitely going to. I never thought we'd be saying, "Hey, let's go to." We're going to run the the throwback weekend at Darlington. Then we're going to go to North Wilkesboro, and then we're going to go to the six hundred. Never mm-hmm. thought you'd say that. Yeah, no, and that, uh, that next week is going to be pretty All spectacular. Week? All week's going to be fun. Eighty late models for for I think a one day show. For the cars, <laughs> yeah, because they cut off the super late models at fifty two. Yeah, it, it's going to be. It's going to be something to see. If you're if you're a race fan, I highly recommend uh, that you get your eyes on that. But 
You know, we we talked to polarizing uh, about polarizing figures, and Ross Chastain does that. I, I was talking, and I recorded something last week where I said he needs to get over the all shucks. You know, all shucks. You know, uh, man, I'm sorry, I feel bad about all that. Now, now with what he just did right there, and you know, I love Chase, Chase Elliott. You know, somebody needs to do it. Well. Uh, do you really want to go try that now? Because he's, I mean, they're right there backing up what you do. Ross Chastain just literally backed up everything he does. Well, I think what's crazy about it, we talk about trying to get to a new audience. Ross Chastain had a 30-minute interview the other day on the Pat McAfee show on YouTube. <laughs> now, Chase Elliott was on there a couple of weeks ago before Martinsville when he came back, was on there for about 30 minutes. I don't know how big of a race fan that Pat McAfee is, and I don't know how many race fans watch Pat McAfee's show but that's big to get those drivers on a completely different medium, on a completely different show that is definitely sports-based. Mm-hmm. They cover everything. They mm-hmm. pay the rights for the NFL and all of that. But those guys are on that show for an extended period of time on a completely different set of eyeballs. That's doing nothing but good, positive stuff for the That's sport. right. That's right. And, and and it really is because it's it's a blaring problem. I mean, we've talked about it in depth on this program to where you, you have to not find the next, but you have to replace... Tony Stewart. You have to replace Dale Jr. You have to replace Jeff Gordon. Uh, I guess Jimmy Johnson. Uh, I mean, you have all of these. Danica Patrick, for crying out loud. You you have all of these polarizing figures that you have to replace. And that's been I, I, that, that's been a big part of NASCAR's problem, is you had that mass exodus all at one point of, of its biggest stars. It's like, you know, now Brady's gone. Let's say Rogers leaves. Uh, let, let's say these guys just start leaving. And that, that that's going to affect your product, even if it really doesn't affect your product, because... The, the racing now is better than it's been in, in years in it, NASCAR. It affects the perception. The perception. Because That's right. part of that, too, if you think about it, NASCAR had to replace. NASCAR has stars. They do. They're, they're some of the best drivers in the world. They have stars. But what happened when Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, Dell Earnhardt Jr. retired and, and left, they lost the superstars. Right, right now, there's very little. Su- you could count your superstars that are remaining on one hand. Kevin Harvick, he's leaving. Retiring now. Granted, some of these guys will still be part of the sport. Sure. Then you have uh, Kyle Busch, who's basically his best years are behind him. He's still going to win races at RCR and, and throughout the rest of his career. Brad Keselowski's borderline. I'm a Keselowski fan, but I, I don't know if he fits that superstar mold. But I like completely. that he's re- I like that he's resurging. It is good. That, 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 that's a very cool thing. And, and I think the new Kyle Bush, uh, I think also helps. New, if you want to call it new. He kind of looked like himself on that interview the other day. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Stone faced, uh, back to his regular, uh, self. But, but again, with this, that, that it's, I love your point right there where, like on Pat McAfee, that, that this time it wasn't Chase, it wasn't Kyle, it wasn't Harvick, it wasn't any of these guys. It's Ross Chastain. And that introduces him because you run that clip enough and he starts talking about whatever he may say. That, that, that's going to intrigue people and it's going to make them pay attention. And it showed the fight multiple times and that's what they talked. They talked about that, of course, first and foremost because that's what was there. But I mean, you know, he was on there for 30 minutes, dude. That's, that's, that's gold. NASCAR can't buy that coverage. No, absolutely not. And, and it is. You, you've got that. The, those pieces are starting to fall in place where it, kind of the, the whole gist of this is that with NASCAR and Formula One, they're, they're both doing well, but they are extremely different. I mean, we, we talk about the differences all the time. 
all the time. And they're, they're easy to explain, but it was never more obvious to me the differences in the two. And, and it's okay to like them both or don't like them or like one or the other, but it was never more obvious the difference in the two of them than last weekend. Yeah, definitely. It showed in, it showed in TV numbers and it showed in every demographic you can think of. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So NASCAR to Darlington, we'll talk about that. Uh, Formula One, they'll, they'll have the week off, uh, head over to Italy as, uh, they get set to go again. Um, I wanted to ask you, because I know you sent me something yesterday um, about a, a race fan that we lost uh, a while back. Uh, man, you believe 23 years ago, Adam Petty passed. That's crazy. Isn't it? That is just insane. And is that, it, in my opinion, that's kind of what took the air out of the Petty um, balloon, if you well, want. It did. It took, the, yeah. it took the next generation, of the who yeah. was supposed to be the next big thing. He should have been the Dale Earnhardt Jr. before mm-hmm. Dale Earnhardt Jr. was there. Legacy driver, legacy team, the grandson of Richard Petty. Now, granted, Richard Petty's got some other grandsons that are racing now, Dad Moffitt and a couple of the others. They don't have that it factor right. that Adam Petty had. They were grooming him. I mean, they were grooming him to be to be that next Petty. And you know, it totally took the wind out of out of Kyle. Uh, I mean, Kyle and Patty. You know, divorced. Um, you know, whatever reasons there, but you know that had to have an effect. I mean, the effect it had on 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 Richard and Linda. I mean, it was just it was just one of those things where you go back and you look at it, and it was so tragic. But you go back and look at the the after effects of all of it, uh, and it it, it changed. Petty Enterprises and the Petty family uh, in so many different ways. It really did, because that was in a Bush race, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And then you had Leffler. He had just or run. not Leffler, Kenny Irwin. Yeah. About six months later at the same track when they came back for the second time, he got killed in New Hampshire. Yeah. So there's always been a little black cloud over New Hampshire because of that. Yeah. And Adam had just run his first uh, his cup race like a month before that. So it uh, it was one of those things where you go back and you look at the history in the archives and it's just a very sad, uh, very sad deal uh, in a lot of different ways. Coming up, we're going to go to Indianapolis. The road course, they hit it here this afternoon. It is the month of magic. It is the greatest spectacle in racing. IndyCart, the real one. That's right. Uh, we'll start uh, getting you details on that later in the show. Places for races, pit stop, news and notes. All of that right here on Revved Up ATX on the Horn. We're live local digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Revved up ATX on the horn, Jack Farrell on the pit box, bringing it on a rainy day. Well done, my man. I like that. I like that a lot. Showtime, Bobby Chaffee, Rodney Rodriguez, all of you, 337 3776. Is the Specs text line if you want to check in uh, at any point during the program, uh, pointing out the vast differences in segment number one between Formula One and the NASCAR Cup Series, and they are very obvious, uh, and, and we'll continue to talk about those. Bo- bottom line, and this is uh, you know leading in, into IndyCar, and this is with with the Indy Road Course race coming up here in just uh, about an hour or so uh, out from that, and the month of May, and everything that that is the Indianapolis 500, the greatest spectacle in racing. Now, now I'm gonna keep saying that over and over because it it is, it is, it is not, and we don't, you know, it doesn't even need to have LL Cool J. 
Jim Neighbors made it the greatest spectacle in racing when he back home again. <laughs> uh, maybe not. Are they are they going to do the recording? And they think they got somebody new. The, they, they had somebody they had some, last year. They had somebody new, didn't they? Yeah, they had some dude out there last. He did a really good job. Did a really good job. So uh, I, I love because you know, kind of scrolling on Twitter right there, checking out the uh, the fans there in, in in the Indianapolis area. Just everything. The, this road course. While I'm not the biggest advocate of it, uh, to me, the month of May is a month of May, and the month of May is a 500, and and the weeks and weeks of on track, you know, stuff and qualifying two weekends and Carb Day and all of that to me. But again, I'm old, but. Indianapolis has embraced this. Uh, you know, probably going to get 50,000 people there for this, 50,000, 60,000 people. But, but you look out there, if you look at the, the diehard fans in Indianapolis, which that, that is where the most diehard race fans are in Indianapolis. I mean, they've already got the yard art out. I mean, they, they have got everything. They're fired up and ready to go at Indianapolis. They, they don't mess around over there. Did they do the blackout yet? Did they release the blackout, or are they going to do it this year? Uh, supposed to, last I saw, it is blacked out again. Ooh. As you know, and that—that's that's old school way of doing it too. It that's is. where the NFL used to do. It. The Oilers <laughs> it, used to black out local TV, it is. so that you could get fans in the stands. And, and you know, you really, you really look at the five hundred. I mean, like with the back home again in Indiana and the the balloon release and all of that. They 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 haven't gone off the schedule. Uh, I mean, it's it's the same thing. I, I mean, it's the same presentation. Obviously, you know, you don't have Mary Holman George over there saying start your engines anymore. I mean, but it's they don't. They they let the event be the be the the glamorous part of it to where Formula One that they've got to spice it up. This right here, the event just does it, and you happen to have people in there that present it. I think it's weird that the Grand Marshal has always been like the chairman of like Mary Holman George there yeah. for years. Now you got Penske doing it, which is fine. I mean, Penske's a great steward of the Speedway, but I think that um, I think that what makes it so unique is that you're right. It hasn't changed in years. It's got an old school feel about it, not a throwback feel. But it's got an old school feel about it. I mean, you know, you and I as being racing announcers, we watch the pre-race because one of the coolest things for us is the driver intros. Mm -hmm. The driver intro at Indianapolis, that's one of the reasons to watch the pre-race on NBC is because you get to see the glitz and glamour. And it's something just even unique as a driver introduction. The way that they do that, the way they present that. It was Bob Jenkins for years. I think now it's going to be uh, Alan Bestwick, mm -hmm. I think, mm -hmm. is the one that's going to do it now, which is fine. Uh, on, uh, on par. With with a Bob Jenkins there with, with his resume and stuff, so it's uh, it's it's a, it's a cool deal to watch. We tell people to watch the pre race all the time. You learn stuff. There's a few. Some of the segments are kind of stupid. The, I still don't like the Michael Waltrip grid run or whatever it is. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you, you pre race is a good thing because you get to see a lot of different behind the scenes stuff that you don't see during the main coverage. When you flip over to Fox or NBC, you get there just in enough time to see the prayer, the national anthem, and the command. Boom. That's it. But all that previous stuff is pretty cool. There's a reason why that's an hour long. Right, right. And this is where I want I want to challenge Formula One fans to – this is where you can really – newer Formula One fans. I really think that that's starting today, but more as we get closer to the 500. This is where you can go in and really grow your – because like we said, they, they, the cars look alike. The, you know, they look alike they're open wheeled <laughs> is, is what they, but anyway, but, but this is where you can go in. If you're a Formula One fan, you don't have, you don't have the, the superstar status of Lewis Hamilton and all of these different folks. You have real damn good car racers is what you have in the IndyCar series. But, but what I challenge people to do is, is to watch Indy 
even with the road race, because the road race is going to it's going to be a little more of a plate setter for you if you're a Formula One fan, because it's going to look more like what you're used to, except that you're running backwards on an oval. But just take the fact out that you're running backwards on an oval, you're twisting and turning, and, and you're on a road course. But this is where I really think, I, Bobby, th- this is where where Indy uh, Indy can go in. Indy, to me, and TWSN had a great article, and of course this comes out right after the the Miami thing, to where it's like IndyCar is the better league, not Formula One. And what they are basing that on is the competitiveness of it. The the What I was telling Jamie and Johnny was... With IndyCar, what what they do? If you had to, let, let's say that let's say that Will Power and, and Penske were just dominating, winning everything, winning by two laps or whatever the case, Indy would go in and change things to make it more competitive for everyone. Which I, I know Formula One is what it is, but IndyCar kind of has that NASCAR feel to it, to where they're going to go in, tweak the product to make it better for you, for the fan. Well, they do. I mean, and obviously IndyCar was the first series, major series in the world to go to a uniform chassis. That's it. All, they're all Delars, the DW12s. They've been the same thing forever. But there is a little bit of a Formula One feel now in IndyCar. You got Marcus Erickson, who used to run Formula One. He's over there. Roman Grosjean's over there now in IndyCar. Uh, Alexander Rossi won the Indy 500 right when he first came over. Granted, it was a few mileage race, but his name is still on there without an asterisk. But I, I think that, you know, there's a Formula One feel uh, where some of these guys add to it. I mean, granted, you have your Pinsky domination for a little bit. You've got your Chip Ganassi domination. The major players. Players are always going to rise to the top, but you got some new things in there. McLaren's now got three cars, so there's another Formula One thing to try to tie into it. So there's a lot, there's a lot of synergy between the Indy car and the Formula One, despite being two completely different animals. And it's very competitive. It's very competitive. Maybe not for first, but but you do have you have the the NASCAR style of racing to to where you do have the. Um, it's easier to find something competitive-wise on the racetrack that, that's going to entertain you uh, because you have battles and all of that. And, and I really think – I love what you're saying right there because I've, I've said it for, for a long time, you know, the last few years to where, to me, you look at, all, at the rosters of, of all the series. NASCAR's kind of different because of, of so many of them. But this, this is a star-studded, loaded driver series with IndyCar. I mean, the guys that, that, that you're talking about right there, and then when you get to the 500, you're going to have – I mean, we may have a five-time winner this year because he just keeps coming back. And, and why shouldn't he? <laughs> He's competitive. Well, yeah, I don't know. He's been spending his, his Long Beach crash when we questioned him going to Indianapolis. Yeah, but. yeah. And, and that's the other part, the diversity, I think, of the series. And the TWSN article mentions that to where Formula One, you know, they go they go to a purpose-built road course. They go to a street course or whatever. But Indy, IndyCar does the same, but they sprinkle in ovals. They sprinkle in short tracks. And it's just competitive. Competition-wise, yes, much better. But then here you go back to the show part again, and Formula One hands down, not not even close. But uh, I think, uh, but IndyCar doesn't seem focused on on making that better, other than the five hundred. Well, I mean, I think when you throw in the competitive races are going to help get more eyeballs on it, which is going to change the product. TMS, Texas Motor Speedway, the IndyCar race at TMS was fantastic. Mm-hmm. One of the best races we've seen at TMS in years on either side. Cup or IndyCar. And I think that, you know, the Long Beach stuff was okay. I mean, you had the, the, the Andretti domination, which is good. That's another team sure. trying to come in to win it. But I really think, you know, then you get into the Iowa, the doubleheader there at Iowa. That's always a really competitive Absolutely. race because it's on a less than a mile racetrack. I mean, I used to love the, the IRL races at Richmond. That was so neat because the cars were so fast and Richmond was so small. Mm-hmm. So I think they need to, get, I still think they need more ovals there. 
Uh, but also, we also are both in agreement that IndyCar needs a little bit longer schedule. Yep. They need to race into at least end of October. Yeah. They need to run to at least Halloween. Yeah, when, when, when those, when NASCAR and Formula One are hitting their stride, you've been done for three weeks and that uh it takes a lot of the focus off you and, and it's the whole, whole thing you know we're we're i've mentioned it a couple of times we both mentioned this to where it's like okay slam bang texas race three weeks off yeah yeah you completely go off the radar and and again that, uh, that's financing i mean we don't we only have free ideas we don't have the money to make any of this happen but the the whole thing just with anything i think with sports you have to stay relevant and, and you have mm-hmm. to keep feeding and if you feed you feed a hungry dog a great meal and don't feed him again for four days, that's not good. And that's what happens with IndyCar. But this is May. This is May, and I think the 500 this year is going to deliver us something pretty special. Because you should have, what, three weeks of good solid. So you run the road course today. Mm-hmm. you got qualifying next weekend. Yep. When's the knockout round? Sunday? Yeah. And then, then the next week you run into the, you do mm-hmm. the pit crew challenge and stuff yep. midweek, and then you have the the five hundred there on Sunday, right? Uh, yeah, for Memorial you, Day you, weekend. You'll have carburation day in there on Friday or, or whatever they do. But now, uh, I mean, where Indy had now they have the pit or whatever they call it over there. I mean, they they do concerts, they do all of that stuff. But Indianapolis, I mean, and it goes back to the greatest spectacle. I mean, you've been doing this since nineteen eleven. That that right there, long, one of the longest <laughs> tradition in sports. <laughs> yeah, there, there aren't a lot of things that that you can go back and look at a history and what a history it has i mean to me to me the month of may what i what i like to do you know this i like to go back and watch those old races and it uh you know there's the story of this race i mean because guys have 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 passed away in this race and it's it's had everything and just the whole fact of it you you think about this that that you go all the way back to to 1911 and you've only had what what is it four four time winners that's right and that that tells you how hard this race is well, there's been so many one-time surprise winners too. Um, that's a, the other great. But element. that you know, yeah. that's another great element of it. But I, th- I think the magic number is two, right? There's a lot of guys that have one. Mm-hmm. You got the elite group that has the four. There's not too many guys that have two and three, right? I that's mean, right. Takumasato's got what two, or has he got three now? He's got two. He's got two. He's got two. And then you've got you know Dixon. I think has one or two. Mm-hmm. So I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a unique mix of of defending winners of that race, and it's just like the Daytona 500. You are always known and getting introduced as the Indianapolis 500 champion. Does not matter. Marcus what Erickson you do. won it last year, even with his girlfriend leaning into the car with the the wardrobe malfunction there at the end. <laughs> uh, that's what she's known for. But he's always going to be known as the 2022. Indianapolis 500 champion. It's it's one of those situations where where I think over to NASCAR, I think of Jamie McMurray when uh, with what you're saying right there because when when people see Jamie McMurray, they may be like, oh, so what? He only won whatever races. Which ones did he win? <laughs> the 500 and the 600, yeah, That's in the it. same year. That's it. And you know, I know with with the NASCAR list that came out, uh, the the 25 additional that, that were added, and and Jimmy finally, you know, all of that happens. Um, I was talking to someone. Uh, somebody mentioned why is Casey Kane on there? He didn't race very long, and you know, he didn't win that many races. He won the 600 three times, and that's a lot. Mm-hmm. There, there are guys, Kyle Busch has never won that, and he won it three times. Well, I think the biggest snub on that list. Uh, Donnie Allison. Mm-hmm. Donnie Allison mm-hmm. should have been on that list. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I like that Larry Phillips is on that list. That's the closest Thank he'll get to the NASCAR goodness. Hall of Fame. Right. And and I do like, because this is a balance to where I heard this being explained yesterday, to where the, the Hall of Fame is the, the accomplishments or whatever. But if you look at this, like the, the 25 that were added, you know, this, this is all competitive stuff. 
Uh, I mean, th- this is competition-based mm. when you talk about, uh, you know, like, like Carl Edwards. And it's so funny. Carl Edwards, I think, is going to be on the broadcast tomorrow, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I think he's in one of the segments. I, I hear people now, it's like, oh, man, you know, I sure miss Carl Edwards or whatever. I'm like, why? why? When, he ra- when he raced, you didn't like him. Just <laughs> when he switched that, yeah. when he switched that Ford manufactured Toyota, nobody liked him. He's running that blue oval. He was popular. You I remember? know. And speaking of that, I do want to go down because we didn't get to talk about this last week. Um, there are people uh, with Jimmy Johnson, driver seventy five. Um, his allegiance. I can't believe that he stepped away from Chevrolet. Or well, I can promise you one thing. As a driver right now, Jimmy Johnson probably wants to be in a Hendrick Chevrolet, maybe a Trackhouse Chevrolet, but owner Jimmy Johnson says this is a very saturated, saturated bow tie brigade. Toyota wants to pay me a lot of money and it's probably going to give me something pretty comparable to JGR in 2311. Where do I sign? Exactly. All Business. about money. Money by Business. speed. How fast do you want to go? Right. And, and this is, this is where I go back to, you know, I remember when Richard Petty drove a Ford, and uh, you know that there was all of that back then too. But the, the, this is purely business, and, and I'm here to tell you, um, I don't know how long this has been in the works. Maybe Jimmy Johnson becoming a part of the Legacy Motor Club group. Maybe this was happening there. People have been asking for so long. Well, why doesn't Toyota? Why doesn't Toyota come in and 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 piggyback with another team? Well, they just hadn't found their dude, and I think they found their dude now. I think so. I mean, because now you, even though he won every single one of his championships, Championships in the Hendrick Motorsports Chevrolet, Toyota can now say, hey, we are teamed up with a seven-time champion. It's like when a wrestler switches promotions. It doesn't matter if he's won that particular promotion's world championship. They introduce him as a former world champion. Same thing right. with Jimmy Johnson. Toyota's going to say seven-time champion Jimmy Johnson has is part of the Toyota camp. Well, when Brady went to Tampa Bay, you know, it's like, hey, Multi-time MVP, the go to them all. They didn't have to say where he was. Yeah, he, everybody he, knew he is what he is, and and that's what Jimmy's doing here. And this is a move. And I still, I still can't believe that that we still have the the utter. Uh, I, I hate to use the word hate. Disdain, disdain. is a good nice, nice. Like conducive, conducive. That's yeah, a new disdain. word. That's your word um, for Toyota. I just don't, I just don't get it. And and. People have told me the whole the whole different car, the whole technology, all of this. It's Toyota's fault. They brought it in here. Do you think it wasn't going to get here anyway in 2023 or whatever it is? NASCAR's done a lot of things that people question, but there's a lot of things that they don't need to question. Toyota is good for the sport. Absolutely. It, would it be great for Dodge to come right in? Now? Two, two, two OEMs. Too. Just like down in Australia, <laughs> two OEMs. Uh, I think whatever. the biggest thing is going to be what Chevy's going to do to replace the Camaro. Uh, because you're not going to see the Camry replaced anytime soon. I think even if they go to like a hybrid Camry, they're still going to run the Camry in the Cup Series. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt about it. And I'm still a you know four door car, but yeah. uh, hey, whatever. It's uh, it's worked well for them. And I tell you what, um, they have probably sold a lot of Camrys because of that uh, that that recognition of that car. And, and it's it's something to where that the move is great for Jimmy. Um, because seriously, right now, what are what what do you have? Hendrick, Trackhouse, RCR, and, and I don't know the fourth. The fourth one's up for grabs as to who's fourth best. Yeah, I mean, because I think doesn't Trackhouse still get their motors from RCR? Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's mm-hmm. that. Trackhouse is not completely independent from the other from the Chevrolets, but neither was Legacy Motor Club. They got their motors and stuff from. They had a technical alliance and a motor alliance with RCR. So with Childress and them. So. 
I mean, that's one of the things Jimmy said he wanted to get it out early so that they could come through and and get it out. I thought for sure they were going to go after front row. Yeah, yeah, and I, they may I, have. Yeah, maybe they did. Maybe they did. But but now now you've got you've got your blue chipper. You got your blue chipper. Um, it, I, I would imagine Jimmy's going to be making some pretty cool Toyota commercials. I uh, imagine so. He's got to. J- Jimmy may be in a tundra. You know, working out in the. Well, I guess he doesn't have a. Farm. Well, that's right. GMS going to turn into tundras mm-hmm. over there. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, this is a shift. This is a shift, and that TV package is about to change, so uh, it's about to get really good, really big. Uh, b- bigger for you, the throwback weekend or, or the North of Wilkesboro? Which one, as a race fan, as little Bobby from way back when, well, you're still young, but wh- which one of those just really makes your heart pump bigger? It's got to be North Wilkesboro. Me too. Because of the fact that you, we've seen the pictures. I went by North Wilkesboro five or six years ago. And my family thought I was insane. Why are we coming to this dump? Look at these buildings crashed in. Look at all of this stuff. I have never been so happy to be so wrong that I thought we'd never, ever race at Wilkesboro again. And now that place is just, it's a show palace of what NASCAR used to be and a testament to what it is going to be in the future. That's right. And friends checking in, if you check, you know, I know we get a lot of folks who check in on on the podcast at hornfm.com. If you are going there, expect traffic delays. That hasn't changed. No, no. It's a little two-lane road gets you to the racetrack. They even put in the advertisement, carpool, ride with a buddy. That's right. This is like going to Litton Springs. You need to be ready because uh, there will be delays. That's going to be a great week. You'll want to check uh, the revved up uh, sports page throughout the week. We'll, we'll be content on there with uh, the cool stuff happening at North Wilkesboro. All-Star Weekend and, of course, the Southern 500 coming up this weekend. IndyCar Road Race. All of that will get you times coming up in Places for Races. Next, we hit Places for Races and Pit Stop News and Notes. News from around the world of racing, maybe not NASCAR, Formula One, or IndyCar. That's coming up right here on Revved Up ATX on the Horn. That's good. Revved up ATX on the horn. Cactus Jack. You got a good one right there. Well done, my man. Hey, friends, don't forget, uh, we kind of mentioned it there at the top of the show, Flash Flood Watch uh, in effect till 8 p.m. for uh, South Central Texas. So kind of keep your eyes uh, as to what may be happening. Uh, Slow-moving storm system bringing around showers and thunderstorms throughout the day. Rainfall amounts 3 to 6 inches with isolated 10 inches as possible for areas east of 35. Near the coastal plains, additional rainfall of 2 inches possible west of that area. Additional rounds of at least locally heavy rains possible through, uh, tonight through Monday. So uh, kind of keep your eye on that. Uh, hopefully you have a weather app and just uh, just don't play around. Turn around, don't drown. That's right. Turn around, don't drown, don't chance it, uh, especially at night yeah. with some of the flash flooding that Austin's notorious for. Yeah, so. yeah no doubt about that. Uh, always, always be safety aware uh, as to what's going on. Bobby, I forgot to ask. Ask you before we dive in. I guess it can be pit stop news and notes. Uh, the 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 Hamlin, uh, the Denny Hamlin move. Uh, why that uh, racing deal or not? Ah, uh, racing deal. A hypocritical move. <laughs> uh, actions hypocritical, according to Caitlin Larson's Kyle Larson's wife. But I think it's a different. Despite the fact that he hit him enough to make him hit the wall. Larson still finished second. That's right. So it wasn't a bump and run, or it was a, a bump and run, not a dump and run. So I think if he did, if Larson would have finished 20th, spun out to the inside instead of hitting the fence on the outside, there'd be a lot more uproar. But I think because he still finished second, 
changes it a little bit. Yeah, and I think the other part of that is Kyle Larson, obviously not cool with it, but Kyle Larson says, I pretty much understand. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I pretty much understand. He'd have done, was, every racer would have done the same thing nowadays. That's right. And and that was just that was just a series of events, and, and that wasn't the last one, that just made that race a great one. Yeah. I mean, a, a very good one. Larson got spun from the lead twice, once on mm-hmm. lap three and once on the last lap. Yep. Denny Hamlin in the playoffs. Well, he was probably going to be anyway, but but at least now you know. And uh, there you go, Denny Hamlin. So uh, let's let's see uh, what happens uh, for Hamlin this weekend. Uh, update, uh, how about Tony Breidinger? Man, Top fifteen there for her. That uh, that that's good. I mean, a lot of folks still. Oh, what's wrong with that? It's not a bad thing. You heard her name here first. That's right. You did. You did. And here's here is I think something else that uh, can happen with this. Um, Haley Deegan ran pretty good that day too. Thirteenth, twelfth yeah. or thirteenth. Yeah. So so boom. There you go. Diversity is not a bad thing. But yeah. Way to go, Tony. And, you know, I know that Victoria's Secret and NASCAR and all of them, they, they were doing a lot with that. Obviously, it's a, it's a merchandising machine. Let's take it. Let's run with it. Let's stuff it down people's throats. Tony just took care of business during the week. She did. She mm-hmm. did everything that she needed to do. Sure, a top 15 doesn't sound great, but in a truck series <laughs> debut, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. That's top half of the field. That's better than she beat Ben Rhodes, a former truck series champion, beat Matt Crafton, a former truck, multiple time. Truck Series champion, so she did. She did pretty good for a 15th place finish. Yeah, she did. Uh, Supercross to Denver, and probably the worst part of this is the 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 uh, Achilles for uh, Eli Tomac. And you have to wonder. There there have been some question with him possibly retiring anyway, maybe stepping away. Yeah. But but you have to wonder with with this. This is a horrible injury. I don't care what you do. Just a common man walking down the road. You you rupture your Achilles, and and that's not good. But for his line of work. This is going to be hard for him to come back from. Yeah, I mean, definitely. This is one of those seasons where it's turned into who's the strongest that's going to finish. Obviously, Chase Sexton's fell a couple of times and lost a lot of stuff, but you got to figure out the top guys. Malcolm Stewart was out early. Mm-hmm. Then you lost Jason Anderson. Then you lost Cooper Webb. Now you lost Eli Tomac. I mean, Ken Roxon, he didn't fall this year, won a race. Yep. That's good news. Uh, and then you got Chase Sexton, who has fallen before, got it back up. And he's going to win basically by default. Yeah, he, he's going to win the championship. He's got 346 points going into the finale um, at, at Rice-Eccles. Tomac is seven markers back. Obviously, he won't be racing. Uh, Cooper Webb is back 42 and Roxon 43. It's going to take a hell of a lot for him to not win the championship. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of that, Malcolm Stewart, two-year extension. How about that? Good breakout year for him. And his his progression has been steadily better and better and better Way to go for him. Uh, that'll be on the World Motocross uh, Series as well as Monster Energy Supercross. So uh, good things happen to good good dudes, and he's a good dude. Yeah, he definitely had a breakout season this year. I think that's the right – we talk about good fits for racers and riders and stuff. That's the right team at the right time with the right scenario for the right rider. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Really good stuff right there. Congratulations to him. Uh, big weekend coming up, my friend. What uh, What do we have happening in the places for races. Our places for races actually qualifying just got done with the uh, Cup Series. Uh, Martin Truex and Bubba Wallace are going to be on the front row. Uh, other notables, uh, Ricky Stenhouse, William Byron, Ross Chastain make up the top five. Daniel Suarez, Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, Tyler Reddick, and Big Bad Keselowski rounds out the top ten. <laughs> big Bad Keselowski. Big Bad Keselowski in the Ross Fenway he Keselowski race. He is Big Bad race. right now. He Getting is. better. He is. Getting better. So coming up uh, right when we're done, right when Tyler starts, you got the 
Xfinity pre-race at Darlington. Uh, race itself starts at 12.30, rather. They're on Network Fox, locally Channel 7. IndyCar race to GMR GP from Indianapolis, 2.30 on Network NBC, locally Channel 36. Supercross tonight, as we talked about, season finale from Salt Lake City, gate drop, 9 p.m., on USA. Uh, tomorrow, pretty much the only thing going on is going to be the Cup Series race at Darlington. Uh, pre-race at 1, and the race itself kicks off around 2 o'clock there on Fox Sports 1. Uh, other than that, that's it. No local racing because of the weather. Uh, <laughs> not a lot of good stuff, but this next upcoming week with regional series and everything else, this All-Star Week is going to be a whole lot of fun. It, it's going to be great. Uh, hey, here in Austin, Coda, next week, uh, yeah, the 19th through the 21st, the supercars will be at Coda. So that that right there, but the, the, this is this is monumental for NASCAR. The, the, this is going to be something really cool, uh, and, I, and I'm looking forward to it. And I hope that everybody just embraces this. And you know, it like you said right there. Obviously, you have the All Star race and, and the truck race and all of that. But man, just leading up, if you can get your hands on one of these uh, streaming packages, because you're going to see what you'll see during the week is probably going to be better than what you see at the end of the week. To be honest with you, yeah, it's going to be fun. The format, a couple of hundred laps for the All Star race, like an old school Saturday night shootout uh, for a touring late model series. It's going to be a lot of fun. I really, I hadn't looked forward to a race in a long time as much as I'm looking forward to North Works World this upcoming weekend. Yeah, yeah. Saturday night underneath the brand new Musco lining. Oh, dude, that is going to be awesome. I think it's going to be so fascinating to check that out. That's North Wilkesboro. That is next week. Hope you have enjoyed the program, friends. Hey, follow the show uh, on Facebook, Revved Up Sports Show. That's where we're going to keep you updated with all the content uh, happening uh, throughout the week. Bobby. Stay safe, my man. Keep your eye on the sky. Enjoy the race weekend, man. Yeah, it'll be a good weekend. Don't forget to say hi to all the mothers out there. Be kind to your mother. She's the one that brought you in. If you make her mad, she's the one that can take you out. Damn right. That's right. Jack Furrow behind the glass. Thank you for all of your work as well. My name is Rodney Rodriguez. We'll be back next Saturday. It's Revved Up ATX on the Horn.